I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Carol. She survived a skydiving accident. Let's talk about it. Sometimes when she has a few glasses of wine, it, it, it starts to percolate. I but think I like all my like my closest friends in Toronto were ones that I grew up with that were Cape Bretoners. So like all my social time was with Cape mm. Bretoners. I think that's why I kept it. I used to. <laughs> I used to. Have, I kept it. I used it's to. So, <laughs> like, it's so thick. I used. To, I love what my favorite part is that on podcasts accents like that really stand out. Gosh, and it, no, in a great no, way. In a great way. It's just like it. It adds this 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 extra layer of like. Dude, who doesn't love accents? That's great. They're great. Mm-hmm. And what's funny yeah, is that even, even um, Mark Hennick, you can mm. pick up this slight Cape Breton accent every once in a while. It was just, I don't know, so so charming. I really loved it. <clears throat> like a little slur. Yeah. <laughs> like he's drunk. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like he's just a little drunk. Oh, God. Um, I used to always have, uh, every summer I'd have a, a friend of mine from... Glace Bay stay with me when I was in a hockey camp with mm-hmm. him. We'd be in a hockey camp together and he'd always stay with me when he came down. And in this camp, like when I was coming up, a, there was a lot of good hockey players coming out of Cape Breton. And <clears throat> so this camp was like half and half. It was like half people from wherever in Nova Scotia, like a lot of a lot of people from Halifax and then like some from the Yarmouth area and Picto. <clears throat> and then a lot from Cape Breton. And so the dressing room was always like half Cape Breton. And at the end of the week, I would have the a ex- little accent. <laughs> yeah. And people would be like, Taylor, what? Why are you talking like that? And I'm like, like what? <laughs> yeah. Talking like what? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I like that, dude. Yeah. Definitely don't. Oh, do me lucky charms. Hearty, hearty, hearty. So, Carol, this is uh, uh, okay. I, I want to preface this entire thing. With a quick little story. We never actually talked about this on the podcast yet, but not too long ago, we did this episode, which has now aired. It's already been out. People have listened to it. So if you're listening to this now, you might remember our episode that we did out at Algonquin College. Say, say um, that again? Algonquin. Algonquin. It's like, it's too much in my mouth. Algonquin. Algonquin. There you go. Yeah, yeah got you it. Got nice. It. Algonquin College <clears throat> with a young woman who got into a horrible car accident. And in that conversation, she was talking about how she severely fractured her ankles to the point where the tops of her feet were kind of plastered to her uh, shin. What was that called again? I forget, but we'll... Uh, like we'll, a Richard fracture or something, something like that? Something like that. And um, anyway, That's as she's going into that in the live show, there was this young woman in the front row. We didn't find this out until after, but this young woman was so grossed out that she got up, left the show, 
walked out into the hallway of this like venue we were at and fainted, passed out face down in the hallway because I mean, she was so wow. queasy. We described the fracture <laughs> like you described very it, viscerally. You didn't see pictures of no, it. No, we described it, it and then we talked about showing pictures of it. The 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 yeah. audience reaction <laughs> led us to not show photos of it. No, it was, it was actually the fact that I couldn't could, find a bad uh, enough one. Really. And I was like really, I was like gung ho. I want to see these gnarly fucking photos. <laughs> anyway, that talk was enough to get her. So I and she's okay. Everyone, she's totally okay. She's the sister of a friend of mine. That's how we found out after. Um, uh, but I think that that gives us a little bit of fucking street cred in the live show game. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like a movie hits Sundance, a horror film, and someone like, like, has a heart attack, and yeah. they're like, they're like, boom, that's our headline for like <laughs> yeah. our next like month of advertising. Does that happen? Yes, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. We should. St- that's horror how movie we- heart attacks. Yeah, movie heart Sometimes. attacks, movie faintings, like you know, horror like movies vomiting fuck and fuck people up. Yeah, throwing. Yeah, up. it's so, like they love that. I think we need to start promo- promoting our live shows, like, yeah. get ready to get fucked up. Like, we should have an advisory on all of our live show tickets, like, possible fainting. Like, like, like are you susceptible <laughs> symptoms, to fainting? Symptoms include. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, so, so, the reason I brought that up is because I feel like this episode might trigger a little bit of, like, anxiety in a few people. Because we're going to talk about something that... Most people who this happens to probably don't get to talk about it after it's happened. <laughs> Carol, what the fuck happened to you? Okay, so um, on September 7th, 1997, I went skydiving for the first time. Um, it was my boyfriend at the time's birthday, and this is what we were doing to celebrate. Um, a very long story short. Yeah. Um, I jumped out of the plane, which I do not remember. My main parachute was malfunctioned. And the only reason I knew it was malfunctioned besides feeling terrified was because I wore one ray radio on my head. So I had like my trainer. I I had like three hours of training and we were like falling asleep (laughs) during the training. It was really bogus. Um, But the cue that you would hear if things go wrong was look, thumb, pull. So the idea is if if you're in trouble and you need to pull that the reserve parachute, what you do is you look um, to your left and grab your thumb on the ring and you pull the reserve parachute. So when I pulled it, all I saw was cords coming out. And what happened was the reserve parachute and the main parachute, they tangled in each other and completely collapsed. So uh, I have a video of it. I'm not sure if you're going to link it or not somewhere. I can send you a clean copy. Of I, it. Well, I actually haven't seen it. We're going to play it right, uh, right now. Oh, wait, wait. Is uh, like, are you okay with watching oh, it? Oh, I, I make jokes about it. Okay, okay. wonderful. Like, I, yeah. I got to go on with life. Because you guys never saw it. Yet, I haven't right? seen no. it. I haven't okay, seen it. we're going to watch it right now. Uh, if you are listening at home, you're going to hear the audio, so you're not going to see much. But if you uh, if you if you want to watch along with us, just simply Google Carol Murray Rodriguez plus skydiving, and it'll be the first video that comes up. Um, so why don't while we watch this, why don't you kind of like talk us through like a play by play? Yeah, a little like play by play. But so. do it in like your best sports commentator's voice. <laughs> I don't know about that. She goes, she goes to pull don't the reserve. Do that. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's kind of funny thinking happen? of somebody sports commentating their own skydiving accident. 
You know, it's really funny because I, up until... So here we go. We're watching it now. Up until uh, January, I had not seen this video for about 19 years. Uh, this year, it's been, it was 20 years since the accident, and I could... And so I've here's, been, the, here's the plane. Yeah. You're flying over. You're about 5,000 feet up, right? 3,200 feet. 32, okay. So that's a kilometer or two CN towers. Okay. okay. Now, it looks like here, boom, parachutes out. Yeah. So it does. But if you, if you see that I'm flailing, what happened was the cords uh, w- was in the middle of it. Like at the top, it was like over the top of it. There, it was like through the middle. Right. Are, they, are they concerned right now? Yeah. You yeah, can you hear can people. hear them in the background. Listen to them. Listen to what you're, they say. Oh wow! Listen oh to what they shit! Say. Cut away. Saying cut away. Now, if you cut away, would would, and that's it. That's a bit. So, okay, for people listening at home, the video's over. You don't actually see Carol hit the ground. No, luckily. Thankfully. But I guess let. I, oh shit! Whoa, go, 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 fuck, go, you go. Dude, the dumbest lottery winners ever. Let's yeah, dude, screw this episode. Let's watch. Yeah, this. let's watch the next automatic video that pops up. Wait, so is that we, okay? But but it's based on funny. But wait, we didn't. We that is like very <laughs> ironic uh, that the next like video is the win. dumbest lottery winners ever. And I was I like, is that foreshadowing? Yeah, did win. Um, but I guess <laughs> we never really said. But you 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 hit the ground. Yes, I did. I went. Three and a half inches into the ground. Oh, so what happened? Shit. So I fell in this late elderly lady's front yard. She was sitting on her step having a cup of tea. Whoa. <laughs> so I say I dropped in for tea. <laughs> you know, wow. like you got that, Wow. That is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. All this, this old woman just drinking tea on her and step. then this. This woman drops in her drops yard. Out of the I'm imagining. Yard. I'm imagining like the Hulk, like when the Hulk drops out of the sky and like cr- makes a crater, but then he gets out as Bruce, uh, the, the as super Bruce he- Banner, the superhero landing, and he's like, and then he gets out and he's like all grog and he's like, oh, what happened? Oh god, his clothes are all ripped, and he just kind of gets up and walks away, and the person's standing there with their mouth wide open, going, what the. Except instead, Carol was just literally stuck three and a half inches into the ground. Um, You know, well, let's let's rewind for a second again, just for the people that couldn't see it. So essentially, what it looked like was you open the parachute, and at some point, you know, obviously it's tangled. There's something wrong, but it Mm -hmm. still looks very normal from like the ground. Mm -hmm. But then, all of a sudden, in the video. The parachute that is supposed to be this nice, big, like, you know, cushion-looking thing turns mm. into, like, a, a deflated condom, essentially. Yeah. And then you just start to plummet at, like... 90 clearly, kilometers an hour. Holy fuck. 90... That's what I hit the ground at. Uh, that's what Transport Canada estimated based by the um, the oh shape that God. the parachute was in. Yeah. So wow. when, when you see that it collapsed, that's when I pulled the reserve chute and the first one's supposed to fly away but they didn't they tangled and collapsed so would you have oh, been so you actually pulled the, par- the i did reserve. yeah i did and it malfunctioned would you have been bad would you have been better off if you didn't pull the reserve yes Whoa. crazy well unless it but i couldn't control it so maybe it, we were really close to the 400 in in ontario so i mean we could i could have went on a big highway right right yeah. so okay but you would and, have fallen slower slower yeah and in, yeah. in a way where you might have like Broken your legs, maybe? Yes, yes or like, broken an ankle. Yeah. So it's really yeah. interesting because if I would have fell three feet any other way, I would have been dead. I was three feet from a brick, house, a brick house on one side, three feet from a paved driveway, three feet from a big 
thick, thick tree, like a maple or an oak tree. And then three feet from like these big, big, big cable wires that were like from the 1930s that you would see. They were huge. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're extremely accurate. I was. Yeah. 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 yeah, My paratrooping. So, um, it was, it was, it was really scary. I, I really remember hearing the, so the first thing I remember is panic. And I remember feeling the wind. The wind was really, really strong. And when mm-hmm. I watch the video, I see why, because I'm twirling around. Yeah. And I really remember the man's voice saying, look, thumb, pull, look, thumb, pull. Like, he wasn't just telling me to look, thumb, pull. He was screeching, look, yeah. thumb, pull. I could In tell. the radio. Yeah, the one-way radio, and mm-hmm. he couldn't hear me. So I remember thinking, oh, fuck God, I'm going to die. And my body relaxing, fainting. That's what I thought. But the police reports and witnesses and my friend that was there, they could hear me screaming all the way to the ground. Right. Wow. So, you, yeah, you and I guess once you hit the ground, were you were you semi-conscious? Conscious? Yeah, like, um, I don't remember. But, yes, right. I was I was I, I have vague recollection of the paramedics saying wiggle your toes and saying right. good girl. But I don't know if that's because people told me. Or if I actually remember. So that oh, jump, man. when you make that jump from 3,000 feet, that is – I have a little bit of experience with skydiving. You so, go – you go. You don't have – what? You have like a split second of drop time. You jump and then you pull right away basically, right? Well, that, there's a that contraption height? that pulls it for you. It has this little parachute. Yeah. Right. The, wind, the, the wind pulls it open. But there's no, uh, there's no free fall time at that no, height. No, no, yeah. no. We, we should, I, I think this is important to explain Very because much. I told a couple of people about this. And I explained the video and, and a number of them were like, well, wait, you can't, you can't solo dive on your first time, but, uh, I'm with you, Taylor. I think we did the exact same thing. Uh, did you, did you tandem dive or did you I tandem dove twice from Mm 10,000. Okay. But when you go, you can go solo your first time. I did the solo You have to do the course though. Yeah. So you do like a, like you said, like a three or four hour course. Yeah. And this is something that anyone can do at, at any point. You can just go to you Back know Waterville then, or whatever. Maybe now too. I, I don't think you can. Know. You can in Waterville. I, I did so. not too long ago. And you basically take a course um, on how to how to steer while you're in the air, like how mm-hmm. to how to release the emergency procedures, yada yada. They fly you up here. They fly you up five thousand, which is why I assumed it was five in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like a base jumper, you know how a base jumper has that pilot chute. That little parachute that's oh, like yeah. the size of like their head. This is exactly and they what they hold it, and then they jump and they throw it out to the side, and then that pilot chute pulls the pulls shoot the out? rest of the chute out. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I think it's called a pilot. It shoot. is. It is. Know. Okay, sweet. From my memory. So you throw it out, and it pulls your whole chute out. So really, you you free fall for like three seconds. Yeah, that's maybe. what they told us. And then your chute comes out, and then basically you're just you're just parachuting down. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Super lame to solo the first time because there's no free fall. There is no free fall, but there is something, and you missed out on this, but there is something very beautiful about guiding yourself down on this parachute um, uh, when it when it opens up right. And, yeah, way to rub it in. She no, never so got sorry. to experience it. <laughs> and you get to go down nice and slow, and you see all, you know, it's beautiful. <laughs> but you're right, and in the, in the, if you want to experience the big one, you do what Tay does, which is tandem, which you're basically like, like you go baby 10, Bjorn to a, another human. Yeah, it's very comforting. And uh, and you both jump out and you free fall for what, like two minutes? No, thirty, 30 seconds. seconds. I think. Oh, okay. Two okay. minutes would be two minutes would be like twenty five thousand feet. I right. Think. Okay. For me, it right. was about independence. It was I'm not going on someone's back. I'm going to learn how to do this on my yeah. own. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is an option. It's a thing that you can do. 
Um, and then once you do that first jump solo, then you, I think you, then you do more and more jumps and you can gradually gra- graduate to That's how higher, you become a yeah. skydiver. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, I want to, I want to skydive. That's like, that would be your first step. Yeah. So what, what is your, anyway, you said you don't remember jumping out and obviously you don't remember the part where you're screaming all the way down because you basically made peace ish with mm-hmm. your death. Um, Dude, that's fucking crazy. which is you know, not, that's a rare, that's a fairly rare experience. <laughs> well, she doesn't remember screaming all the way, but she was screaming all the way. That's down. what I mean. She doesn't, right. Yeah. So you said that, but you said that she made, basically made peace with her death, but oh, she was screaming. When I said, oh, fuck. Well, God, yeah, or she thought she, she thought, I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm going to die. Thought she just passed. And out. then, but what was really happening was you were screaming, but you know, as far as you knew, but up until, you know, when you, when you are hearing this, is there any, is it sheer panic or is it a moment or is it a moment of clarity where you're like, if I don't make the right decision in this moment, then who I, I might be dead? No, it was sheer panic. Ooh. Later on in my story, I almost died again because of complications. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had a moment of clarity. But this moment was just sheer panic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened then when you, when you hit the ground, like how fucked so, up were you? I just want to back up a little bit. Yeah. That's okay. Because I think it's really important to talk a little bit about listening to your gut and to your instincts. This happened on a Sunday at about four o'clock. We originally so went. So it's because you didn't go to church. This is why this happened. This was God was smiting you because you didn't show up to church that day. Well, God was smiting because I didn't ground. listen to him. Yeah, right. So we went on the Saturday and we had the training on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was actually Lady Di's funeral. And oh, wow. after, I the, remember that. after the training, um, it, it rained. It rained like we had never seen rain before. And by the time the rain stopped, um, they decided, I think there was eight of us in the class. They were deciding who goes when. So we didn't have kids to go home to. We weren't in any hurry. So we were going to go last. So we were watching our classmates drop, jump. And then it was our turn. And the airport was like 10 minutes away that we went from. Mm-hmm. So we were at the point where we were jumping in this little Cessna. And they were like, no, it's too dark. You have to come back tomorrow. So then we went home. Then we come back the next morning and we get in the plane in this little Cessna, like just crouching down. And we could only get like 22, 2300 feet. And the pilot and the instructor were arguing with each other. She was the business owner. And the pilot was saying, we can't go. In. No, they, I can't go further. It's too dangerous. And you can't drop them here. It's too low. Can't go. Was it too windy or why the, couldn't the they clouds, go higher? The clouds. Oh, okay. So for people who don't know, Cessna is like a very small plane. Yeah, there was like like a pilot and four of us crouched in the back. Mm -hmm. Right. So we landed in that plane. Oh, so So you you came down. Yeah, we landed in the plane. So that was the second time that we went to go and we couldn't go. So in that van on the way back to the school, I said to her, I'm not doing this. I said, this is a sign. If there's ever a sign, I'm not supposed to do this. Now, keep in mind, they lied to me. They told me that they were in business for over 10 years. They were in business for less than a year. They were in, uh, they worked at other businesses for over 10 years, but not their business, which is really crucial when you think about stability of organizations. And if they provided me an opportunity to jump and I backed out, I don't get my money. It was only 200 bucks. Like that wouldn't be a break deal breaker for me. Mm. But if, (coughs) so basically if I would have backed out because I wasn't given the opportunity to to jump, I would, they would have gave me my money back. They, w- they would have. Yes, yes. Yeah. So she convinced me to go. And I, like, through things afterwards, we did learn that at the time, 20 years ago, this was the, this, the only one case that ever won in court. And it was 
um, it was because they convinced someone to go that changed. Their there mind. had only been, or you were the only. No, there there had been one. So after my fall, uh, the lawyer that I had, which is another story we can get to later right. too, um, they only found one court case where someone was successful. And the reason that they were successful was because the people tried to back out and the instru- and the owners convinced, convinced them, them to go. To, right, right. And all you need is one precedent and it's very similar. Mm. So, okay, well, yeah, we can get to we can, that. That's, that's another chunk. Yeah. yeah. So wake up in the hospital. That's what you guys are asking next, right? Well, yeah, I guess you go, you go three inches into the ground and then is it just like, I know you don't remember this, but from what you were told, um, you know, were you waiting there for a while? Like, did that lady shit herself and have a heart attack and die? Or I don't know. I went to see her three years later, but she was at no, oh, yeah, about three years later. But she was after selling her house. Okay, and the people had just filled the hole a week before. Right, they bought the house. So, oh, like, it left like that much of a mark. <laughs> uh, I don't know how big it was. It was mostly my leg that came out, like, as my leg came right out. So, so when I landed, my legs took the brunt. Luckily, my femurs. So my left femur broke in two. Mm. Two places oh, yeah, yeah, snapped. Yeah. My right femur came right out, like it, and pinned through the ground. So there was. Wait, you mean like a compound fracture came out yes, as in blood? Yes, comp- you know, your, that is. I, yeah. I read that in an article, and it and it's like st- and it like staked itself into the ground. Is that right? <laughs> yes, that's very, yes. It staked itself <laughs> into the ground and like ripped apart. So. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, like, like a like a tent, like so a tent wait, 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 wait. What's the what's the bottom part of your leg? Is it just like flat Hanging on the ground? Out? Yeah, a pit. I remember asking my friend who was oh. there, and yeah, it was like bent backwards, oh. like a Barbie doll. And, like. and then you're like sharded bone is out of your body, yes. and into the earth, dude. This yes. is the part where people pass. Out. Oh my god, you were like a human shrub, Jared, like a tree. <laughs> Jared, did you get that hall of meat video I sent you on Monday? No, I didn't. What is uh, that? I sent you. A, oh, I did. Yeah, the hall of meat. Yeah, I. I didn't watch it because I know he snapped his ankle really badly. Hall of Meat is a horrible, horrible Instagram account of skateboard accidents. And like some of them are really like, like America's Funniest Home Videos kind of esque. And you're like, oh, he got him right in the balls, you know, like that kind of thing. And then some of them are like, Wow, that guy will never walk the same again because his ankle literally just exploded into a Italian. Sh- I, tag- I, I tagged you and Jeff in it, and Jeff texted me. I almost after it was like, "Thanks for ruining." That's my right, week because already. the last time we got into a deep hall of meat oh, hole was, was at his apartment. Anyway, so you basically uh, planted yourself. Yes. Yes. Into the earth. Yes. With your femur snapped off femur bone. Yes. So I don't know how long it took, but think about the guy in the plane. He was my like really close friends for 10 years. We had just started dating three months before. He knew my family since the time we were like 13 years old. Mm. There he is. It's his birthday. There's his girlfriend who was was also his close friend for 10 years falling through the sky. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah. So he tried to jump out, but obviously they wouldn't think he could save me or something. But obviously oh, he couldn't. That'd be super impressive. So, yeah. yeah. So he had to land. He he landed in the plane and had to come find me. <coughs> you know, watch the chaos of all these people around me and the ambulance come take me. The ambulance. Uh, I think he went in the ambulance and they brought me to like a smaller regional hospital, and they um and they, were they like, stabilized me. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Don't take her here. This is insane." Yeah, it seems yeah. in- convenient. <laughs> really I think they, uh, they stabilized me. I had a chest tube because I had a punctured lung. So I think they might have popped in a chest tube. So then he had to call my mother's house and my sister and tell them Just what happened. Devastated. So um, 
keeping in mind, I didn't, they thought I was okay because I was supposed to go on Saturday and I never called them to tell them different. My mother was sitting in the bingo hall in New Waterford and talking to her friend. Classic New Waterford activity. She was sitting with someone that happened to say, how's Carol doing? And my mother said, oh, I'm going to kill her. She was gone skydiving yesterday and she was supposed to call me and she didn't. But I didn't hear from her. So I guess she's okay. Not a minute later, oh, the, no. the people that run the bingo at the Army Navy in New Waterford tapped her shoulder and said, Brenda, there's been an accident. You have to go home. Oh, no. And at that time, they didn't know what was going on. Like, they didn't know if I was alive, if I was dead, if I was going to walk. They didn't know anything. Yeah. So my mother goes home in New Waterford and all the aunts and uncles go and the priest is there and the house is full. Meanwhile, my sister, who lived in Whitby, Ontario, she had to drive to Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto, which is near the not far from the 401. Her and, uh, you know, my the friend I, I jumped with and another friend, there was about five or six people at the hospital waiting to see what happened. So she gets to the hospital around seven. She didn't find out until six or seven in the morning if I was going to live. Shit, there's like no like Twitter or Insta stories. So like nobody's no. like Back sending out. This, this is like pre-flip phone days. This Nobody like, had is, a cell phone. This is like, hey, yeah. Get off the phone. I'm trying to yeah. log into my email. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we weren't even there at that point, but even give us give us like a full body head to toe rundown what injuries. It happened to you. So, I broke both my femurs. You know, it's really funny. I just got my records from the hospital. I only learned out learned in January that my left femur broke in two places. Is that really funny? I, that, like, <laughs> that really made me laugh because I have pain and I'm like, "Why does this hurt in two places?" Now I know why. Do you have a brother or sister? I have one of each. Um, you didn't use either of their health card, did you, by any chance? <laughs> no, why? Uh, I've just been trying <laughs> to like fix It's a problem. It's, been, it's irrelevant right now. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> um, so broke both my, my femur, my left femur in two places. Uh, my right femur was a compound fracture, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I broke my pelvis. Oh. I broke ribs, most of my ribs. Uh, I chipped vertebrae in the bottom of my back and some up the top. And I punctured my lung. I have a little scar under my chin from the strap of the helmet. Oh, crazy. crazy. It's very, very like that's a, that's high speed a- car accident. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, 90 yeah. kilometers per hour going straight into the ground. That's mm. like. Impact of a car. That's like getting in a accident. That's like two cars going 45, 45 kilometers an hour in each direction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, I, I would have said 45. I knew it. I knew the, <laughs> the The helmet, though. What type of helmet were you wearing? I don't know. Because. It like, was a dude, parachute dude, what helmet. Type of helmet are no, you because. It had a strap. Yeah, guys, it had a strap. Right, but have right, you guys okay. like the, the, the helmets that Taylor, uh, you and Jer wore? Oh, they were helmets. Litter, they're like leather, leather, like hats. Yeah, no, yeah. Were, oh, they, no, we they, had they were, they helmets. Were, they were thin plastic, but yeah, basically. I yeah. thought we had like leather yeah, hats. We didn't even wear helmets. Well, this is actually a perfect segue. I'm curious to know if any of this. I'm about to play something else. Listeners at home, you can actually just listen to this one. You don't have to watch it. But uh, we're going to show Carol something. I want to know if this resonates with you um, whatsoever. So just give me okay. a second here. I'm going to bring this up. I don't know what this is. Just, just me neither. Skydiving was definitely the scariest <laughs> thing I've ever done. Let me ask you this question in regards to the skydiving. What is the point of the helmet <laughs> in the skydiving? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you kind of make it? 
You jump out of that plane, that chute doesn't open. The helmet is now wearing you for protection. <laughs> Later on, the helmet's talking with the other helmets, going, it's a good thing he was there, or I would have hit the ground directly. <laughs> you never jump out of a plane unless you got a human being strapped underneath you. That's basic safety. Uh, so that. um, but that's yeah. true though that that point is, that like, is really funny like most people i hope we can who play that. I hope that's are like, in a skydiving accident they don't live first to, well they don't live to, well, well oh, they yeah, don't, they don't, they don't live to well, that was we were having this conversation when 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 uh jeremy jeremy said one of you guys sent a message we have a little group chat and said hey did you guys see the application that just came in this woman fell fell from a plane skydiving and I was like, whoa, holy shit. And Jeremy said, well, look up this name. I looked up the name. Um, and then, and then I was like researching stats and like, you know, how often does this happen and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I was like, wow, it's, cr- like, it's fascinating because the stats, it's so, it's so, it's so rare for somebody to have uh, out of all of the, out yeah. of all of the people who are skydiving in North America every year, the stats point to it being very improbable that yeah. you will have an accident. And then I was like, and even further to that, to be able to talk about it. Well, that's yeah, what I said at the very live. beginning of this episode. It's like, it's fucking crazy that you are here to talk about this because I know you talk to any, well, when was the last time you talked to anyone who jumped out of a plane and their parachute didn't work? I know. Well, I met someone else. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, but the like Air Reserve worked a bit and they broke their ankle and they were in the hospital. Right. Uh, there was a woman in the U.S. about two years after me that fell in a bunch of bees and the stinging of the bees might have helped her somehow. Oh. What? But are I you, are am. You, are yeah, you serious? Yeah. It, it was that in People Magazine. So yeah. She fell out of a plane she into a nest of a bees. bees. Yeah, and that's what they think that the shock of the bees is what saved her. And she I, never hit the ground. She just landed on the bees and the bees <laughs> flew her away. And but you she, know what? They never saw her again. Dude, it kind of, it kind I, of goes... Um, I, that is... So absurd. That is in the realm of... Of farce. But, but think about it. I mad know, TV, I know. dude. That's mad TV. But think right about there. it, though. Like, the, I mean, you said yourself, Carol, that, like, where you landed was, it was so, like, close to being. Yeah, like you could to basically killing you, right? Yeah, oh, of like, course. Yes, so you yes. had to land in the perfect spot. Yes. The person who landed in the bees, like they landed in the perfect in spot. The perfect spot. If it didn't rain those two days, uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you I right now, been. if I had jumped and I was falling and knew I was falling, like, to basically almost my death. And then I see that I'm falling into bees. The first thing that goes through my head is, oh, I'm definitely dead now. Like, I'm falling into a bunch of bees like, and falling it's from like, the sky. Well, she fell into a pit of lions, and thank God the <laughs> yeah, lions were yeah. so nurturing. They, yeah. they just nursed her back to health. It's yeah. like, holy shit. But, Dude, I thought for sure the lions were certain death. I, th- I think I would kind of like, I think if I was falling into a bunch of bees, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, at least I'm not going to be alive to feel their stings yeah, because I'm definitely going to die falling out of this plane. At least yeah. I'll tastes like honey in my it's, death. It's pretty, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I know that there's so much, the bulk of this story is, is, is how you move on from this and yes. what, how, how it affects your life. You're right. And it is so hard to move on from the accident because it's, so, it's bananas. so bananas. Yeah. Well, it gets more bananas. <clears throat> well, let's do that. Let's get into that. I will say that I'm the only story that I've found of someone that has survived an accident like this and regrew their femur. 
Wait, what? <laughs> what? Okay, um, so what so, does regrowing and what kind? Like, how much needed to grow? Sixteen centimeters, almost Dude, the whole. That's thing. That's a lot. Yeah, so you're like I a salamander. That's like I, that. I'm trying to. I was trying to get the old X-rays, mm. but they they don't have them. Uh, although I, I wonder if my surgeon does because it was pretty unique at the time. Um, I just have the the radiology reports. Um, so I mentioned what happened to my legs. So let's, let's go yeah. back a bit from when I woke up and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, what's going on? I have to work tomorrow. Can someone call my work? And they're like, and then they were like, uh, Carol, I think you should have better concerns than that. And I was like, oh, am I going to be able to have babies? And they were just like, don't ask that right now. And then I was like, am I going to walk? What happened to me? And they said, you broke both your legs. And I was like, well, where's my casts? And I was told. You're like, your legs are so fucking broke that <laughs> we don't even don't know. Work. Yeah, casts will not do shit. I, exactly, right? So at the time when I first woke up, they thought it would be six to 12 weeks recovery. So uh, I had six to 12 but weeks. That seems short. Very fast. Yeah. Seems right? Fast. Because, well, the problem was. So the left femur was, um, they put a rod in it and, you know, the pins in the knee and the hip and a rod right up. It's still in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the right femur, they had a rod in there and they had plates to keep it together. And they pulled it out of the dirt and washed it off a little bit. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I went to surgery almost every second day to clean it and keep it clean. Oh, really? Because there was literally dirt and bugs in there and then infections. Oh, so, right. Um, as it, like they tried every second day, but sometimes like it, I'd be at the end of the day if there was room in the surgical time for me to go in after they did all the hip replacements, whatever orthopedic surgeon was on would do that. So, um, you know, in the hospital, in the trauma unit was so, so traumatic. It was incredibly traumatic, like uh, so traumatic. I had nightmares over it um, over the years. But because uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was just in all this pain. And every day they would like, take me here, take me there. Uh, I, I couldn't sit up. Like my, my family like was trying to be positive and happy. But then if they thought I was asleep, I would see them crying. Like, like they thinking you might be dead. No, my leg was supposed to be amputated at the hip. Oh, well, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. of the infections and everything. Yeah. Because of the infection. And, but they continued, six, they were like, they, they were like, well, maybe we can, they were trying. Right. Right. Okay. So, okay. and then like, I oh. didn't know they were hiding it from me. So I was like signing forms for like disability in, in, income and stuff. And my mother would wait until they'd give me a shot of painkillers. and I didn't know what I was doing. And she would say, sign this. And I would say, what is it? And she said, I oh, just sign the damn thing. And I'd be right out of her sign. And that the thing. sounds illegal. <laughs> but, well, okay. I but it's, yeah, I don't know if it's illegal, but it, it, it it's funny how, how like, this is why, um, uh, what's it called? Like, like first directives or, 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 um, advanced directives. Advanced directives. Thank you. Are like so important and stuff like that because, families and and family members and loved ones get so fucking wacky when people are about to die or people are really sick and it looks like their, their death is coming soon or Mm -hmm. like it's people just don't, don't react or, or like make decisions that are, are maybe for the best. Like it's probably not the best decision to wait till you're fucked up. Well, no, I no that like was, really oh, informing from, from, you on what like what's going on, or even to hold things from you from your own knowledge. Yeah, you know? like look, 
looking back, I was okay with it because yeah, yeah, I don't well, think there you go. I, I I respect what you're saying completely. Mm. Um, and I've <laughs> dealt with sick family members afterwards, and I and I haven't held back things from them. But for me at the time, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Right? They needed me to stay strong to keep my leg because they were saying she's not going to lose her leg. It was really funny because I mean your femoral artery. Your fe- if you pop that, you're dead. Well, I was wondering how yeah. the, how did that not get severed in this exactly? So the fact that I didn't sever my art <laughs> my fem- the artery in my thigh is crazy it was just pure luck exactly or divine intervention depending sure. on who mm. you speak to right which would have basically meant you'd be dead in minutes exactly if, if, if you exactly. had it. exactly and then given the state of my thigh and my femur like every two days they would take me for scans of the, the bottom of my leg they didn't understand why everything was circulating and working fine on the bottom because the top was such a mess the bottom circulation should have been fucked. Right. How, how what? How was it? It was fine. fine. It was functioning as if there was nothing going on. With just them. like the blood vessels, the, everything the channels was fine. were just no like... clogs. Everything was working fine. Everything was pumping. Okay, wow. well, wait. Okay. What, were your were your feet okay? Yeah, my feet were fine. How the fuck did you land? <laughs> you should probably land it on like on your like. I I think I landed like knee uh, or something. They, I landed on my feet, but my back didn't take it. The the femurs did. Right. Oh, so your feet hit the ground. So your knees are probably, probably hurt bent. them a bit. Yeah, but the femur like, just the like, pressure just yeah, the like, goes pop, snap out. You know mm. when you take a stick and you hit it on the ground, it yeah. snaps part way up yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, think of it like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck! So That's crazy. Yeah. So you yeah. didn't break it. any bones in your feet or your ankles? No, nothing. That or is my tibular fibula, nor yeah. my knee. My knee's a bit messy now because <clears> it's all connected there. Which is crazy because like your femur is what is that the biggest bone in the body? Yes, yeah. big ass bone. Yeah, it is, yeah. and it's important for circulation and blah, all that kind of stuff. But again, yeah. also think about it too. Like just because it's the, I mean, it's the longest bone in the body. So yeah, the biggest bone. But like just just because it's long doesn't mean that it's. But it's probably necessarily meant, the strongest. I mean, it's it's big, but it's also meant to take the, the biggest load. Right. So in the yeah. in a high impact scenario, yeah. I mean, this is total bro science. I'm just making this I, up. No, as I'm, I with, go. I'm totally that with you because yeah. it's so strong. It's meant to bear a huge load. So when you have a high impact thing, it's meant to take a lot of that, yeah. which is probably why it's most likely to be the thing that snaps. I'm just mm-hmm. you know, totally so, made up. So but. they think, all right, we, we can pretend we're we're, we're going to try. We're going to try to save her leg. We're going to try to save yeah. her leg. So Worst case scenario, we, we, we cut, cut it at it off. the hip. So okay. this went on for probably almost three weeks. It, it, I didn't catch on until about three or four days before a plan was made. I was in surgery and I was like, you know, I was 24. I'd never been in the hospital before. And like I would go down to surgery. Sometimes I'd be awake. Sometimes I'd be asleep. But I would look in. And I mean, this was orthopedic surgery, guys. This is carpentry, right? Like I would look in at other surgeons and I would see the drills and and like all I can think is oh my god that's coming for me so like I would one I remember one day I was down there and I was screeching and screeching and screeching in the hallway waiting to go into the into the OR and uh, the orthopedic surgeon's like you have to calm down I don't know if you like he's like we're trying to save your leg here you need to relax and I was like save my leg what are you talking about because you have no clue that it's no even at risk right yeah, now. No, no I didn't know. Yeah. I just thought it was all part of the plan. Right. Crazy. So and then I yeah, and then I had that surgery, and then I went back uh, upstairs, and I mentioned it to my family, and they're like, "No, they're going to save it. They're going to save it." And then the nurses for a couple of days were trying to prepare me, and then this um, the a resident was all excited. He came in. He's like, "Oh my god!" At the time, I was really young and fit. At the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I was really like muscular. I was always at the gym and that really had made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember the young resident came in and he was all excited because he was on a conference call uh, with uh, the top orthopedic surgeons across the country and how they were going to save my leg. So ended up being there was this amazing surgeon at Sunnybrook Hospital. I used to say his name, but now I don't anymore because I don't want him to get a million calls. Right. <laughs> but if he happens to be le- listening, he's my hero. Um What's his name rhyme with? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, he came in and he told me what they were going to do. Um, typically in the past, they'd only done it with like a centimeter or two, never 16 centimeters. So, you know, when you break your bone, they set it and dot, 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 new cells fill in and it repairs your bone. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of on... In, with that theory in mind. So they so the plan was to remove 16 centimeters, but it ended up, right? And then I would have a 16 centimeter nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. gap. A gap, bone, yeah. Right. And then at the top, the little piece that they could save, that little inch coming off the hip, they would crack that a little bit. And I had these screws going through my leg, and four times a day, I would move this little tooth of a bone that was cracked off. I would move it a quarter of a millimeter four times a day. So I would move it down. Like it would grow milli- down. It mean? would slide down. It would slide. Da- so pretend this is my hip right here. Yeah, and yeah. this is the bone and there's my knee, right? Yeah. So this was cracked off and I would just move it down a millimeter a day. And oh, dot, the crack. Dot, dot. They would move the crack I would move, itself. yeah, the crack, like wait, where the crack was. Wait, like I would move that down. You're, you're saying, you're saying I would move like you were, yeah, you I were had doing a, it? I had a wrench. You, oh, you physically were what doing the it. fuck? I had a wrench. Oh yeah. Oh so, so wait, so so wait, so because people are listening to this and we're watching you like very, you know, you're using your body to like show so, us and stuff and people can't see it. But so literally there was a, a small piece of bone that they had chipped off at the top of where they cut your bone off. You're better explaining this than me. But so I, well, I'm you just trying, explained I'm, it to him. I'm trying to explain it back to you so that people are listening are really understanding it. Yeah, and, and they're all like, "Yeah, we, yeah, we got it the first time she said it." I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Most don't. Most don't. Kind of important. So, so the 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 chip itself was taken off so that it can. It's the thing that's growing the bone. Like that's it's, moving down. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I didn't. My it didn't grow like a tooth. No, right. But like they're using that chip to be the thing that's stimulating the growth. Well, to, I move to, it down and new cells fill in behind because there was nothing it. there. Exactly. Right. So, so it's the idea that like right. the same way that like if you broke your bone and there was like a millimeter space between them, it would grow back together, fuse over time. Yeah, with But dot, they're dot, basically dot. using this little piece, this chip to like kind of guide it slowly exactly. down. The further they move the chip down or the the piece down, yeah. the bone that's that's broken kind of fills up, fills in to that chip. Because it, it's a little And spot. then you're like, all right, it's filled in, move it down another inch. It's yeah, like so every day in, a millimeter. And then it fills in. Yeah. That is the fucking craziest thing. And I thing. have like scars that are like <laughs> an inch long of flesh because I remember it was like a, a pin and a screw and I had to move it down. Do you Ooh. understand now? Do you get it? More, more or less. So yeah. it's like so coaxing do you, a dog. How like do you wrench it down? Like what's what's that process like? So is the it a first crank? thing I had was called this. It was called an Elizaroff. It's like these big, 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 big rings. A what? It was called an Elizaroff. Elizaroff. Yeah, that was the name of the surgeon that first designed this, and it was first designed for kids. It's uh, it was also used a lot for dwarfism. Okay. Um, 
to make legs bigger. And they call it stretching the bone. It's not really stretching it, but that's how people think of it, right? right. Yeah. Um, so there was this weird clicker thing on it. I would just move this thing that would click around. It was, I don't know how, it was... Like a ratchet almost? Yeah, or like, like a, a ratchet, like a ratchet. Yeah, and it, I would just click it once every whatever. And is that painful <clears throat> when you move the bone? No, but it would go through, I would, it was a tat, like at the first thing I had on, there was a pin that went through the top of my leg in through there. So as I move this every day, <laughs> it would slice through my leg. Oh, God. But it, but it was only a little bit when it was like when it, when it was here it was only like you know like maybe two millimeters of flesh that I was going through or something it wasn't that much flesh then still kind of fucking crazy <laughs> dude yeah no it gets worse but is it muscle but is it, it going through worse? muscle as well well I don't really have a lot of muscle because the quadricep mostly was ripped away blew that thing oh up. Jesus you didn't, didn't mention that part. part yeah yeah the quadricep I know I guess it's I know. out of her body I it kind of looks a little bit different I got they used to be like a big bowl in my leg they actually I only regret grew 14 centimeters because I didn't have enough muscle. And- only. <laughs> I only regrew 14 <laughs> centimeters. So I do have, I have a, one leg longer than the other. By so, two, it's crazy. By two I, centimeters? I was, at, I was at soccer last Sunday night and I got kneed in the quad and like I had a Charlie horse for a bit and I was like, oh man. This is the worst thing ever. <sighs> like two days later, I'm like, oh, it still hurts. As my mother would say, at least you can feel it. Yeah. When yeah. I would be in yeah. pain in the hospital, my leg, she'd be like, Carol, be grateful that you can feel it. True that. True that. Holy yeah. shit! I, I mean, know know. I, I mean, I'd probably, no. I'd probably punch mom. somebody in the face if they said <laughs> yeah. that. But, yeah. but very true. <laughs> My mom has been through more adversity than anybody you could ever um, imagine. She's been through. Oh, so she's like the most strongest, positive person, and that's mm-hmm. what pulled me through. Um, so, yeah, there's just so many layers to my story. So basically. I had this one thing and then after so then I moved on out of the tra- out of the trauma unit and I went to rehab. Uh, it was a total um, of almost <laughs> 3 months in the trauma unit before I went to rehab. And then when I got to rehab, I went after about a week, I went back to the hospital to see the surgeon and it wasn't working. Cuz remember, they had never done this big of a space before. This was totally new. Yeah. And right, so they never grown it, this much bone back. Y- yeah, and yeah. It, but the problem was it wasn't stable, right? Cuz I remember the first time I went for an x-ray after my surgery and I mean, there were always really professional there, but the x-ray technician, when he put the the film up, he yelled, holy fuck, what are they going to put in there? Jesus. Because there was like a big space in my, like, you know, there was, there was 14 centimeters, like there was no bone there. Um, so they did have a rod in there, but it wasn't stabilized. It was like shifting. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't stable, and it wasn't working. Mm. Um, and I was very lucky because there was a research fellow um, at Sunnybrook who was kind of uh, doing a, a, a little three month or four month visit rotation from Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto at mm-hmm. Sunnybrook, and he said that they had taken this Eliza off um, technique, technology, and they kind of took it another step further. And so, long story short, they took the rings off and they put this big sidebar on, like it was a big black. So what they did was there was two pins that went through the side of my leg into my knee. Here and here, I still have the scars. Mm -hmm. They're probably, the pins were probably as big as my index finger. So not small. Not small, no. And oh my God, did they ever hurt every time I move my legs. Like, I couldn't even look at my leg for months. 
So like the, that's a whole other. That's like a whole trauma, other. Trauma yeah, wise. I wouldn't look at it. And if people came in the room, I'd freak it. Maybe I'll talk about what happened, and then we can talk about the emotional effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah, weird, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had so and then so I had this big sidebar, and then in the top of my hip, I had more pins here. So you mean this bar? This bar basically ran from your knee parallel. up to your hip. Yeah, parallel, parallel to your femur. Yes. And there was like two pins in the hip and two pins in the knee, keeping right. it together. And um, were you supposed to be walking on this? Or? At that point, no. Okay, no, you're just no, laying up. Just, just laying up. Uh, just but, but remember, yeah. my left leg, I had to start learning to walk on, like with crutches and stuff, because my left leg, I had to learn how to use again. Yeah, right. right. Um, I mean, I couldn't even sit up for eight weeks. I had a broken pelvis, right? Um, oh, oh, man. So, what did they do about the broken pelvis? Oh, it, it just, just leave it. Leave it on its own. Uh, it wasn't yeah. too bad. It wasn't as bad as the... So now I have that little part of a bone, like the chiclet. I call it the chiclet. And so the the side of my leg was a lot more fleshy than the top. That's what I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. So now is when I had the wrench and I had to move this wrench every every a quarter of a millimeter four times a day. So I was literally slicing through like two inches of my leg every day. Oh my god. And it was so gross and disgusting because can and you ma- painful? Painful. Was- it was ripping. It was burning. Like oh. bloody and like and like bloody shit like that. And, and how did it smell? Tell me how it smelled. Maybe like stinky armpits or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and like I didn't I was so tired of healthcare stuff that I just learned how to clean it all myself. I didn't yeah. want to do it. And you know, my family got so used to it. Like my niece was um, almost three when this happened like she wanted to participate so there she'd be Fuck. this little toddler full of curls she looked like shirley temple my niece Shayna, and she would be like using the wrench she'd come in is it time and she would be moving with the wrench and no. she just gloves on and try i wouldn't let her clean that far i wouldn't let her clean the wound i would just let her use another part of my leg like she was oh. like it, it was all natural to this her is and her fucking friends. wild i know i know it was so how long did it take for that process to be done so this happened in september the first accident the accident the bar on my leg was removed in june okay and and by that point you were like okay now i'm ready to rehab this leg well i was still on crutches i could i could i could i could like i still needed the crutches or the um and i used a wheelchair for two years to go anywhere distance wise but i could just tap it like i couldn't like it was more and more over time but there's something really significant that happened in between the so i got this new bar i think like in february ish so um and then i went home at the beginning of march from rehab i think it was march september october were you basically living in the hospital yeah for six months wow between trauma and then the rehab wow um so when i went home um i would go the handy but it was called handy trans now it's called what's it called now um, it was called Handy Trans. Yeah, that's what it was called then. Like Can you imagine being called now? That, yeah, I don't the, think the, the, the I don't wheelchair think accessible would, bus. That name wouldn't fly in 2018. No, no it wouldn't. But when wouldn't, I yeah. and I and I just realized that last month, they were like, "What do you mean Handy Trans? Like that's awful." But that's what it was called then. The accessible so, bus, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, that's so, what it's called now. The disability <laughs> driver. Yes. Um, <laughs> Actually, it was really funny because the handy trans driver would ask me out all the time. <laughs> 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 I, I was really cute back then. I mean, I was really cute, but I was a 
hot little number. And uh, he used to ask me out. And he knew I had a boyfriend that lived me. He was like, ah! Like, he was dead serious. He would ask me the movies and stuff. <laughs> and you're like, do you want to smell my leg? Yeah. yeah. You're like, here, take my wrench. <laughs> what do you think now? Wrench my thigh. So for about three days, I skipped my therapy. And I didn't tell my family, but I was in so much pain that I would hold it in until they all went to work and I would just scream all day long. And I didn't want to bother my doctor, but like my whole leg, like underneath where there was no bone was screeching in pain. And I'm like, this is one of those things that you hear about, you know, if someone loses their leg or loses their finger, that's that phantom pain. Mm. I was like, this must be phantom pain because I don't have a bone there. So how can this thing hurt? Remember, they didn't do this much before. So I went to, I said, finally, I said, we got to go. I can't handle it anymore. So we went um, to the hospital for pain relief because we thought, whatever, I needed something more serious for pain. So they admitted me and my surgeon came to see me the next day with an x-ray. So remember how the new bone goes dot, 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 like up in that little space behind the chiclet? Yeah. Well, all new bone was growing in that big space, dot, 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 like filling in. And so... While I was moving this little boat piece down every day, I was crushing all the new bone that was going down. Oh, my whoa. God. Okay, whoa, whoa, Okay, so, again, this is kind of hard for people just listening, I think. So, like, you thought you were moving this little chip of bone down. Yeah. And, and from the top of the hip, it would fill in. Yeah. And then you'd move down a little further and it would fill, fill in. in and, the, yeah. and the bone's just, like, gradually moving towards your knee so it all fills in. Yes. But what was really happening... Was there was already bone developing in all of that space that you thought was yeah, empty. Yeah, one cell at a time. And now you're just fucking running through it with like new fresh bone. And that's where the pain comes from. And that was the screeching pain I was crushing. So you did so there must have been there must have been quite a good gap between x-rays for you to not know yeah. that yeah, there was bone I, developing. Yeah, it was probably a few weeks, I guess. I don't remember, but Dude, yeah, it was probably it was probably a few weeks. Um, yeah, because at that point, I think I was going every month. Right, because like, I mean, to, to not know that there was bone developing yeah, there so would have I, had to have been. Like, yeah, I got this new thing on like probably f- mid-February-ish and then this was probably mid-March-ish, so it was probably, yeah. So what Crazy. did they decide to do at that point? So then I stopped with the wrench and I just let it fill in. Just let it do it by Just itself. Just let it do it by itself, and it filled in. It was the first time they'd ever seen it. What? Crazy. So they developed, they came up with this method. That <laughs> this is crazy. They, like, this is crazier than the skydiving, this I think. This is fucking crazy. They, yeah, used, it is. they used a method that they usually use to fill in small chunks of bone, thinking, well, this is what we do with small pieces of bone, so maybe it'll work for this huge chunk of bone, maybe. But what really happened was it just did it itself. It did, yes. So wow. if, uh, I wish I had an x-ray that I could bring, but my bone doesn't look like a nice, pretty bone. It's all like raggedy, raggedy looking. Yeah. Like it's all. Is it like, like a Like a like Oh, how... it's, it's, it's bigger than, it's wider it's, than my other it's one. It's stronger yeah. probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really strong. It's like not like smooth and nice. It's Man, like all raggedy. you raggedly. should get into fucking Taekwondo. You should be just kicking motherfuckers <laughs> left, right, and center. Well, my knee's not stable otherwise. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, we'll just, just, like, just, just break it. it. Yeah, fuck that knee just up. Just break it and it'll grow back bigger and you'll be like, Absolutely. This is my kicking leg. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any pins or anything in there right now? Uh, so, oh, that's another drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, so basically, two and a half years after the accident was my final. Like you know, they made a plan for my wellness, right? So the the last piece was plastic surgery, 
and my knee only bended a little bit at the time. So in the, the and in the second plastic surgery that I had, the idea was to crank the shit out of it, and like literally they laid on it to try to get more room out of it to stretch that Jesus that piece that was messed up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what happened was, so I went to see a plastic surgeon, and basically they put tissue expanders in, which are br- like breast implants. I had three of them in my in my leg. <laughs> tissue extenders? Now that, tissue expanders. Now that disability bus dude's really fucking Oh, I was really over. sexy yeah, then. Like, Let me grab like, that knee. She's got knee implants. Yeah, that knee titty of yours. <laughs> and luckily at the time, like I couldn't wear anything. Tear away pants were like in style back then. So like I had my Reebok tearaway pants were, which were like kind of splashy pants and they were like my athletic ones. And then I had the nice champion ones that I pretended that they were my dress pants and my uh-huh. slacks. And I'd wear like a fancy top with my champion tearaway pants. Oh, I had champion dinner. tearaway pants. I was seven years old in 1997. I had, I had, I had, I had a pair. Guess, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, hilarious. So uh, anyway, um, so, <laughs> I had the three breasts in my leg, and every week, <laughs> every week, I went uh, to the surgeon, and he would inject saline in them. So it was kind of oh. like my leg was pregnant. Right. So it was like it was like it was real like. Oh, it bad, got like, humongous, and it was really heavy. I was like, Oh, oh yeah, like I, so because this, like, oh, I should have wore shorts to show you. I would have, I wouldn't have cared. Um, but um, so what? Because it was all. Uh, Remember, like, oh, I had a skin graft, too. I forgot about that. So when they first closed my leg, I didn't have any flesh, right? So they took a, almost my whole left thigh. They, t- they took skin off of it to put right, it on my right, right thigh. Right, right. So, like, at time, like, when I had, like, the, the, the rod in there, like, it was stuck. Like, it was all stuck to the rod. Like, you could feel it. Ew, like, ew, like ew. even right here, you can feel here. I can feel the bone right ew, there. Right. Because I'm missing a big piece, right? Oh, so shit. I had this big, like, a big bowl, like a big crater in my left leg, right? right? And they were trying to fix it and make it better. And it was like my whole leg was scarred. So they had these tissue expanders. So I went every week for a couple months or six weeks. I can't remember. And they um, grew new skin. And then they took them out and they used this, and then the skin the was new used skin to close just, it. Yeah. Right. So now I have this really big scar that looks like a big S around my knee and then all the way up with this big crater in the middle. So, but it's a side story is like, um, when I was living in Toronto, like if I'd have shorts on in the summer or a skirt and a taxi driver would, you know, you'd be scooping out and your, your skirt or your shirt would move up. He, they'd be like, what happened to you? And I'd say, a skydiving accident? They're like, no, really, what happened? And I'd oh, say, oh, I was attacked by a shark. Yeah, and they course. would believe it. And they're of like, course. oh, yes, that makes much sense. They're like, yeah. don't, like... Way more believable. Yeah, like, no, and people would like, did a shark attack you? Like, uh, <laughs> Well, it's like that thing, you hear people say it all the time, like someone's got a, a gnarly scar, and you say, whoa, it happened, and they go... Uh, it's not a real cool story. I was just running and I tripped and broke my collarbone. And then they're like, you should tell people you got attacked by a grizzly bear. And you're like, I should. Or like someone goes, you should tell someone you you survived a skydiving accident. And you're like, yeah, that's a good lie. People didn't believe that, but that many people believe the shark. So of it just course, became easier yeah. to say the shark, right? Yeah. Um, so, so you were lying about an already gnarly accident. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they wouldn't and, believe me. You know, I will say sometimes I might have had a few drinks and the shark just sounded better. Yeah, sure. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? 
I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. After When they did the plastic surgery... And cranked on my leg to get me a little bit more bending, which was my last planned surgery. I think I was at like surgery seven, about 18 or 19 by then. Wow. I'm at like 26 now. Yeah. Um, I caught a super infection, MRSA. Oh, oh, MRSA. We know about that. You guys oh, know about MRSA? Is that flesh eating? Yeah. No. Well, but what well, it is, it's it can be, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, it can be, but like super bug, super, yeah. The super yeah, infection. so it's antibiotic resistant, right? Yes. And I'm allergic to penicillin. So the only Shit, antibiotic that could cure it is vancomycin, and I was allergic to it. So they... Uh-oh. um Whoa, how did they not take your leg? Uh So what happened was... I'm assuming um, it was in your leg that it... Yeah, it was in the leg. She's yeah, like, well, the what knee. they had to do was they had to amputate <laughs> the leg of a man who actually had his leg gnarred off by a shark. Sure. They had and to they throw replaced me. it. So technically, I do have a leg that was shark They attacked. had to throw me, ironically, into a shark into a bed of bees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the the bee stings actually mend the take away the mercy. And then I could only stay alive by keeping my adrenaline levels up all the time. So I had to start skydiving all the time. Yeah, yeah constant skydiving. So they put me in the hospital for two weeks and desensitized me. So the idea was, like, you know when people are allergic to, I don't know, pollen or cats? Sure. They get allergy shots. And really what they do is they give them a little bit of that over time to, so that they, their body becomes used to it again. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did with the vancomycin. They believed it worked, but it didn't. So I would go home and I was on an IV pump 12 hours a day, right? So a nurse would come at, come and put me on for six hours and then leave for six and then a nurse would come for six. And I'm like, I had enough of the nurses. I, I'll do it myself because I had a pick line. You know what a pick line is? Probably. I've had a pick line. I was, I was actually just going to say, how were you not on a pick line? But that makes sense that you were. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Yeah. So, um, so I started having uh, hives and itchy and I would go to the hospital and they would say, no, you're fine. They desensitize you. You're crazy. Go home. It got to the point where they were asked, like they were thinking I was addicted to healthcare. (laughs) Right. Cause this was my last surgery. Okay. Right. Like this was when I was being blessed and released. Um, So then I'm like, I'm not going back. And it got worse and worse. And like, um, so then I, I took a ambulance to a regional hospital when I was like, my head was all swollen and there was pus coming out of my ears and oh, they gave Jesus. me a Tylenol and sent me home because it wasn't their practice. Cause this was in Durham region. They couldn't send me to Toronto to my hospital. Sure. And I was like, I'm not going cause they're just going to send me home. So I laid in the bed for two days and I wouldn't go anywhere. And then my brother-in-law come over and was like, no, we got to take her to the hospital. So, so you- took me to the hospital. My, my head swelled probably twice the size. My ears oh. were like cauliflower. Oh. Uh, my eyes were swollen shut. I could barely hear. There was pus everywhere. So um, I was swollen and pr- I was like Barney. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um, so how I did really, you, how did they resolve it? What was the. Um, I, you know what? I really don't know. I went in the hospital and they took care of me for a few days. I never really asked all those and things. And then that was it. They're like, but, yeah, we, we figured it out. We yeah, but I heard them like my or, some of my organs were having problems and shut oh down God. my cardiology stuff. Like, you know, the KG or whatever. Yeah. It's fucked that you regular... could be like that fucked up and they're like, oh, yeah, you're just addicted to healthcare. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, but like I, I've never actually heard of that, but it, it sort of makes sense. Like thinking about someone who's in there for so long, like I, I'm sure that's a case. That's yeah, a oh, absolutely. Like, that's yeah, happened. Yeah. That's, that's so wild after almost three years. Yeah, right. So and they all knew me at right. this hospital. Right. I just wanted to say that, um, if, like, if you're hearing MRSA, MRSA, and thinking, "What the hell is that?" We did an episode on MRSA. Uh, it's, it was our first episode we released in, uh, 2017 and it's called flesh eating disease, AKA MRSA, AKA Superbug. Yeah. There you go. FYI. Mm-hmm. Crazy um, story. Uh, I, so that's when I really thought I was dying and I came to terms with death. That's when I during had during that infection. Yeah, remember earlier you asked when I was flying right. if I had a moment, I, I readied myself for death, especially when I woke up and my mother was there from Cape Breton. Like they're not going to fly her up unless there's a real problem, right? Right, because so, that can be deadly, like very just quickly. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing the pharmacologist next to me saying that she <clears throat> hadn't seen anything progress like this before because it didn't affect my lungs. Mm. So, out of all of this, wow. uh, which is a lot, there's so a many lot. more little instances and layers too, right? What, like, what was the biggest? Would you say the biggest, like, emotional struggle? Um. Yeah, maybe like including within the within the hospital or, or afterwards, you know, like long term, like what was the big what would you say is the biggest like emotional toll that this has taken on you? I, at the time, um, I would say that there's two things. I, one of them is at the at the beginning, especially and probably for about three years, um, I disassociated my leg in some ways. Like there was me and then there was my leg. So if Ooh. I would get up, I would get up and then my leg, like it was almost as if my leg was something that tagged along with me, right? right? Like I really disassociated it from myself. My wow. leg became its own being. Hmm. Um, it's like something that you're taking care of that's separate from yeah. you. Like you're yeah. going, I take care of myself by this, this, and this. And these are all the things that I have to do for leg. It, it makes that, a lot of sense it, though, because like the rest <clears throat> of your body is... For the most part, like healing functioning and, yeah. and, and, or at least healing and doing well, but yeah. this fucking leg, leg is just like, yeah. but in that, in, in that, in that way of thinking, it was there almost this like element of, it would just be better if it was amputated. You know, people have asked me that because of the pain and I would say no. Mm. Well, look at you now. Yeah. Right. right? I mean, like now <laughs> where you're at, it, you, I mean, you didn't walk in here. With I've a cane. lived an amazing, adventurous life. Yeah. And I've done so many things with my life over the years that I never would have been able to do. Because when you, if I would have lost at the hip. And yeah. people die after that, man. Like, you don't, like, your legs pump a lot of blood, like at the hip. Yeah. My, like, a prosthetic would have been hard. It would have had to go right up my back. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The reason, the reason why I asked too is because, like, you, you talked about, like, I mean, saying that you disassociated with it, it, it kind of makes me think, like, okay, you were almost like, all right, if I lose this, then, you know, I'll be okay. Like, I'm, the rest of me is okay. I could handle life without this at this point in that moment. And that's what it was kind of like sounding like to me, where uh, it's almost become a burden to right. have it. No, it was kind of like a baby that you carry around and that you love. Right. But I see what you're saying because yeah. you know it's really interesting. And um, I spoke to her uh, recently about this. Uh, I have a little blog that I'm starting to do. I have a, a, my own little dream thing that I want to do. Um, and I want to focus on inspiring stories. And so I was talking to this girl, her name's Sylvia. I bet you she'll listen to this. She she was a twin and I used to babysit her when she was a little girl. And she has this, um, 
Uh, I have it written down. Basically, her leg is really swollen and purple and like it doesn't circulate properly. And she gets like big sores on it and she has a lot of problems with it over the years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked I talked about this with her the other day and she um, well, a few weeks ago. And she talked. I remember when she was like probably 10 or 12, the the doctors recommended that it be amputated and her mother wouldn't decide because she's like, I can't decide for her. Right. She has yeah, to do right. it later. Yeah. And I remembered, um, and it, it that I, I always, ever since this happened to me, and I apologized for it to her, and she said I didn't need to, but I remember thinking way back in those years, like this was probably 10 years before my accident, like, why don't they just amputate? Wouldn't her life be easier? Mm. Right? And there, there was me 10 years later in the same situation. Mm. I think, I mean... And it, now it really, I get it. Yeah. I, it also, it's just like, it all really just depends on... I think the person and where you're at in your life in that moment. It's yeah. like if if I, for example, if someone someone who I know currently is waiting for her second lung transplant, second double lung transplant, she's been on a list for fucking ever. She still hasn't gotten it, and she's waiting and waiting and waiting, and hopefully it's just around the corner. She's going to get the second double lung transplant. How old is she? She's younger than me, so she's like twenty. Wow. I think Tara's what like twenty six. 25, 26? I think so, yeah. Somewhere around there, maybe 24. Cause, Some, cause, 24 to 26, I'd say. Because Elspeth got a second Yeah, pair. exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, so A third pair. Someone waiting to get their lung transplant, the second set, and they're so ready to do it. And I'm sitting here, and, and I totally commend her on that. Have and you had I, any? I, no, I haven't. And, I, and part of me is like, maybe I never w- would choose it. Maybe mm-hmm. I would never choose it. So like when I, when I see when I hear that someone makes that decision to do it, I go yeah I get that. But if I heard someone who went no I'm not going to do it, I would also I get it I get yeah that. And you like, respect it, it. it it's it really just depends on I think like the time in your life and and yeah. what's going on in your life and the support that you have and I bet you if huge. you if, I bet you if you did decide to to amputate and you were sitting here it. today with an amputated leg and you had a prosthetic. I probably if I would have made it, I probably would have been just as happy. You, yeah, exactly. absolutely. I don't exactly. know if I would have did all the things that I've done in my life. I've got I've had so many amazing, unique things happen to me. Mm. Um, the way I've chosen to live my life and the things that I decided to make a priority. Um, the, you know, I don't have an. It's as crazy as it sounds. I don't have regrets. I don't think I would change it because it's brought me to where mm-hmm. I am today. The only regret I have is that I wasn't able to have a baby. Oh, so that was the case. Um, yeah, no that babies. was the case. Right. Uh, well, to me, fertility is bigger than I never had tests or anything, but it, it never. I tried. Trust me, we tried. It didn't work. Um, to me, fertility is bigger than that. For me, fertility is mm. also about my ability to carry for nine months and the pain. Um, for me, it's also about can I take care of an infant? Like, what if the house is on fire and I'm alone? I can't take that baby and run out in the middle of the night. Mm. Like, so for me, it was a the issue was a lot. Big, like it's not just can you conceive, right? It was so much greater than that. Yeah, the ability to have a child it goes further than um, than if you can conceive. Yeah. But I'm the best aunt in the whole yeah, yeah. world. Like <laughs> you're that aunt. Yeah, I'm that aunt. Like you're the I, aunt that's letting the kid wrench your fucking leg. Crush when your when bone. you're two years old, like yeah. I'm the aunt that like I can't like uh, I went to Halifax West for a basketball game a few weeks ago. Well, probably in. February and I heard Auntie Carol, Auntie Carol. I'm not related to any of these kids. 
Right. <laughs> right. It's like Angie's my yeah, brand, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, right. It is. Brands on point right now. You know, Let's like see. now we're planning a trip that I don't want them to go on one of those dangerous S trips. So we're doing Auntie Carol adventures for their grad trip. Like, right. you know, so. <laughs> You know, I have other things in life that I that I've done um, that are really. What do you unique. What do you do for work? What do you do for a living? Um, I work for charities. I do fundraising. I'm a professional fundraiser for a living. Okay. So, um, I've basically worked for two in two different sectors. One uh, is health research, mostly through cancer. Right. That doesn't surprise me like one bit. And yeah, the other one, which is what means the most to me. Um, is helping people from poverty. So mm. I've worked in uh, homeless shelters in downtown Toronto, um, like where the busiest drugs and sex trades are. Um, and then it got a little dangerous there after three years. So then I went to like Jane and Finch, where the where the where the gangs were, mm-hmm. and worked at a youth shelter there um, in in fundraising and management. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a social service agency here, and I just recently started working at Habitat for Humanity. Oh, I love it there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh, come for a build. Come oh for a build. God. Sweet. Yeah. yeah they're so um, great. Yeah, so I'm really excited to be there. Um, you know, housing has always been something that's been at my core. And I really believe that when people have a home to live in and a home to call their mm. own, it really makes a difference and it really makes lives more stable. Um, so, it's a yeah, basic, so that's what uh, I do. human right in Canada. It's in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Yeah, that's part of it. And, yeah. and you know, the Liberals, one thing I'm really excited they did, They there's a 10-year um housing strategy for the first time Ooh. so it's it's huge yeah. there was a ted talk when we were when when jer spoke at ted toronto there was a tedx toronto there was there one of the talks um was was about housing being in the charter of rights and freedoms Ooh. and basically the disconnect between that being in that document and what we do about it? Did it go in? I know there was advocacy for it to happen. I never looked like. Yeah, I think I think that I think that they it made it is, a human I think right, that yeah. it was in that it was added, and that was basically the point of part of the that talk. Was the, yeah. That was the oh, point of the talk. The, so the, yeah, that's what I do, and uh, I volunteered for a lot of things. I've been on boards, and yeah, I'm I'm really curious is because you mentioned uh, you said like I. Even now today, like I couldn't, you know, chase a, a little one around the house or something like that. But when I walked into the room, you were already sitting down here on the, on the couch. Um, like what what is life oh, like right now? I, I can walk, of course. Yeah. yeah, I have a limp. I have one leg long and the other. I, most of my shoes have a shoe lift. It depends. Sometimes I don't want to wait. I just want to wear the friggin' shoes. Yeah, right. uh, so, no, I can, I can walk. I can walk a, a good distance. I can't run um, mm. for um, my... Right leg, you know, I'm missing a big chunk of my quadricep. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a lot of pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just like constant. Do you mm-hmm. do anything? Do you? How do you manage that? <coughs> I gave up painkillers. I just had enough You're of just them in it. a you while just, ago. Just, I just threw them in the gar in the toilet. Right. Yeah. I had enough of them. Have you tried the cannabis train yet? Or doesn't I don't I. I, I think it's a, well, the CBD I've tried and I, mm-hmm. I it's a farce for me because it, I didn't find it worked. It might work for other things, right. but yeah. it didn't work for me. Maybe. Um, but I will say, like, if I take someone THC, it's nice to really relax and it'll take my mind away from it a little right, bit. Yeah. And yeah. A diversion. Yeah, I've always yeah, wondered about about cannabis because, I mean, there's a there's a big not that I do it a lot. But when I have uh, the odd time, I, I'll do edible or something. Yeah. Because, I mean, when I when I was when I was, again, doing like my bro, like my bro science thoughts on what cannabis was, I was I always thought, well, is it actually that it is it actually that it kills the pain, or is it that it makes you is that it distracts your mind to the point where you don't? I remember you said that once, and I was like, whoa, bro, is it? I don't know. Which there, which there, there is an aspect to that, but there, well, 
you know, for some people, there are the, with this. We'll find out once we sit down with a a, a real pro cannabis. <clears throat> uh, that's right, which we haven't done yet, doc, which is kind of we'll crazy. Soon, yeah. Like you know, I can imagine like people with fibromyalgia <laughs> or maybe with other things, but for the bone pain, I don't know. It's pretty deep pain. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know. There's so many they different types the, of pain and you know, where it comes from. I got pins in there. They're at the yeah. drills. Come on, like. Jesus. Ooh, ooh. Well, I've got uh, I've got two, two two questions. One's a two parter, so three questions. Um, the first one is: Would you ever skydive again? No. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, the I don't one, think it's necessary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you'd be allowed. I, yeah, you got the biggest. You got me. the biggest thrill but that you, know you can what? get. If yeah. I make it to eighty, I might do it. That would be fun. If I make it to eighty, yeah. I'll call you guys and we'll go. I would love yeah. it. If I now, make it to eighty, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I. That would be super crazy. But how? wild of a story would it be if your parachute didn't open at 80 and then <laughs> you definitely just died that'd be okay I made it to 80 yeah you'd be like hey you know what like it it didn't kill me the first time I'm 80 I lived a good life like yeah. honestly I mean in my in my realm we've talked about this a lot in my realm of what would be the best way to go I think Switching off like a light switch would be would be the best way. I yeah, agree. to be I honest. Agree. Yeah, my literally. mom had a stroke six years ago, and she has aphasia, and um, she's paralyzed and bedridden, and it's torture every oh, day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'd rather just switch it off too. Yeah, absolutely. My my views about life and death have changed a lot over I the bet. years, especially in reflection with this. Yeah, right? I bet. Well, what would you say? Having said that, what would you say this accident? Uh, what would you say is the biggest thing that it's taken away from you? What has it taken away from me? So uh, the last six months have been a little bit of transition for me. Uh, when I hit the 20th year, it was it, it, it kind of brought back emotions that I didn't expect. Um, I think what it took away from me, and when I watched that video for the first time in, you know, almost two decades, uh, it took away the girl that I was. Mm. And I'm, pr- I'm the same in many ways, but it it took away from me that potential of what that girl could have been. And it wasn't probably until these last few months that I grieved that loss. I was so focused on being positive and making the best of everything Mm. that I never took the time to grieve. And Mm. the last few months I took some time and I grieved. Did that grieve? Did that happen? Because it, it was this, this video was like recently uprooted. Was it not? I've had it in a drawer for 20 years. And so you 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 watched it for the first time in twenty years. I watched a few it twice months before. Ago. Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, and that's where all this is. The, that's where you know because you, you, you you there's quite a bit of media around the video. Yeah, like, I released it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Holy it made fuck, it like to Australia, girl. and they yeah. want to meet interview me in London, yeah. ITV, and I, I'm going there for a wedding in September, and I might be doing that then. Wow. Cool. Um, I've you know I've been on Jenny Jones in the U.S. I've yeah. been Jenny was, Jones. Yes, I was supposed to go on Oprah. Crazy. Whoa. Like when they called, I was like, yeah. "Whoa, who the fuck is this?" Because it's not Oprah. <laughs> yeah. And I was at work. And anyway, um, you get a school. But like yeah. it's it's actually Harpo Productions, and nah. uh, we just want to have you in to speak. To, and you're um, like, "You're not Oprah." But it, I was supposed to go uh, um, September twelfth, two thousand and one. So it was canceled because of September eleventh. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've done a lot a lot of media. I've talked yeah. to CBC many <clears throat> times. I'm you know. Well, in that in that grief that yeah you the just grief went yeah through, yeah. It, is there is there a sense of relief through that grief as well or or is it um i felt like i needed to grieve that girl because i i look 
you know, I looked at the video and if the fall, I didn't have a, pro- a problem watching. It was, and I never watched before ever, even when I watched it 20 years ago, I never watched myself before the video. I refused to. Right. I didn't want to see myself. I, I see my life in two parts. Like, right. Cause act at the very beginning, at the beginning of the, the video, there's like, there is, you can see you standing with the, your, your friend. Your, your yeah. Friend. Yeah. And I was excited right, right. and talking about yeah. going and, uh, I couldn't mm. face that before because I, I, I wonder if that girl was lost. Right. So part of that, of grieving that loss, I think was watching that. And it, it took, you know, all last year I had, a. a uh, an emotional time with it, which was rare for me. Mm. Um, but now that I'm past it, I don't think there's anything I gret- regret. Like now that I got, I think I regret not grieving sooner, not right. allowing myself to go through those emotions. Um, but otherwise, no, because I don't know. I don't know if that girl, I mean, she was hardworking and would do things, but I don't know if that girl would have found what I found. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you say that this entire experience, what was the biggest thing that it's given you? Faith in myself, faith in other people. And I really believe that, I mean, we have to be realistic, but we can achieve most things that we want to. I I really, you know, the biggest thing (coughs) is faith in myself um, to know that if something isn't working, change directions. Mm. I mean, listen to my story. We talked about they thought this was wrong and then we did this and then this was wrong and then we do that. Like Mm -hmm. if something's not working, make it right. Change directions. Don't. Mm -hmm. And I I think that my life's a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Too many people get they they stay they stay in this on the on course because they feel they should or they feel they're yeah. afraid they're expected afraid of them the, like, or afraid of change yeah like i was recently looking for a new job and uh, my last job i was only there for two and a half years and other jobs i'd usually be like three and a half years four years and you know they were worried about that but it's like this next the i'm not a millennial obviously but they change jobs every three years or so mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. Do you do you want someone for ten years that's not happy or not mm-hmm. engaged? Like mm-hmm. so, yeah. I, and I've changed to to find what's right for me or to find better. Right, yeah. every time it's been a promotion or, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't um, I don't take situations where I don't feel like I'm moving forward. I don't stay in them. Mm-hmm. It's the, co- it's kind of a common theme through through most of our of our episodes where the the hardship that someone faces with whether it's an an injury or an illness is is commonly a gift because it 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 shows them the impermanence of of life which mm-hmm. then leads to freedom to make the choices that that work for you and that and the make life choices that that allow you to be yourself and be authentic more of the time and it's almost like people who don't go through don't go through life that don't have a major accident don't have an illness scare it's like they 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 might they just might not get that that snap that that snapshot that makes them think shit life is short or life or life is important life is important and i shouldn't squander this opportunity i don't necessarily think it's short sometimes i think it's long <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I, I think it's too important. I think, you know, we have this life to live. And I think it's so important that we have to do things. I've done other risky things. Like, well, you know, while I was in rehab for three years, every summer I would just go to Wonderland every week with my with, with all kinds of kids and go on roller coasters. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they all knew me because I was bored and I had nothing else to do. Or um, 10 years ago, I went backpacking in Costa Rica with my friend. 
And she was, we were in Monteverde, which is like the northern end of the country and the cloud forest, like way, way, way up there. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and she was going zip lining uh, and uh, up in the clouds and uh, I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was this eight year old. You're like too me. much, like too much, like but that I did other it. thing. I did, <laughs> did, did it. I did it. I have a video of it on Facebook. <laughs> That's huh? sweet. And I wasn't, and when I, I was, ter- I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I made the guy go with me across the first one and. I never felt so free in all my life. When I got to the other side, I'm like, I win. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. finally win. Like, it was a really big <laughs> emotional moment for yeah. me. Sweet. I win. But when I was in Costa Rica, I had this big bubble start growing on the side of my leg. Um, um, and then it burst and it just kept. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was it like a out. cyst? It turned out MRSA came back. Whoa! And, and, what the whoa! Fuck? Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> and twist. <laughs> Ten years after the accident. Oh my so god! So I took you know, and it's funny because I went to a doctor in Costa Rica and he told me exactly what it was. And I can't. <laughs> you should see so your face. Fun. I can't do. I can't do it anymore. I can't keep going. I can't keep going like this. Um. So and it took like two months of diagnosis here because they kept on sending me home saying it was fine. I'm like, no, you have to do this. It's a fistula. It came anyway. So then. Uh, they gave me a surgeon that was the back specialist, but I had art when I left Toronto. I told my surgeon, "Who do I see here?" And they wouldn't let me see the surgeon. They're like, "You don't get to, to demand your surgeon." I was like, "Yeah, you wait and see." So Jesus I called my surgeon Christ. in Toronto, and the next morning I got a call. Hi, this is you know I don't want to say the doctors because what does it rhyme with what? Yeah. Patient so advocacy. then what they did was they took the hardware out of my right leg, and I was off for three months. Uh, and remember, I was allergic to, uh, to vancomycin. Right, right. So, so you can't just like get the drug. They had a fine. They found some trial in the U.S. It was sixteen thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Luckily, Fuck. it was covered through my benefits. And yeah, there's always ongoing sagas, right? Yeah, Damn, and I feel like dude, yeah, round two mercy, life, right? Crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I was I was really blown away by your your answer to the the question of what this has given you, and and it really resonates really deeply with me. So thank you for that. Um, but the 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 last thing that I was curious about, uh, and I've been wondering this question for like the last ten minutes, and now I just lost it. Maybe Fuck. Okay, wait one sec, one sec. Oh, okay, so you mentioned you mentioned that you have um, uh, this new thing that a new project that you're working on right now. Yeah, and I'm just curious if you want to share what that is about. <sighs> I'm not ready yet. Okay. Maybe you can share a link or something with me when I get it ready. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's not in pretty enough yet to. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, Well, Carol, I want to say. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in and doing this. Thanks for having me. This was, this was a, a, just (laughs) an absolutely fucking wild, wild tale. And the fact that you're sitting here and, and able to share that with us and the, the thousands of people that are listening to this is I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that, you know, you can tell that story with such with such uh, cheer uh-huh. and, and mm-hmm. such levity. Yes. Um, but also appreciating how fucking hard that is. Yeah, of um, course. It's yeah. This is a this is fucking crazy, man. This is a crazy, I mean, crazy. Episode. You've met a lot of people. You have your own health yeah, yeah. issues. Attitude is absolutely everything. And you know 100%. what else is depend letting letting yourself depend on other people. Mm. And I think that you know that that's a lesson that I like to 
rely on other people, whether it's in your life, if health, or whether it's in your work. Mm. Let yourself rely on other people. We don't have to be everything. Yeah. Mm. Thank well, you so much. Uh, that that is it for this week. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's going to be t- tough to top this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as always, we'll be back with another fantastic episode. And in the meantime, uh, head on over to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, rate us, review us. Um, the reason we ask for that is because it helps keeps us on the iTunes charts. We've kind of been on the on the comedy charts in, in, within the top 100, uh, I think, since we started this thing. And it's really nice to be there. And the higher we are, the the more people get to see um, what we're up to and hear crazy, amazing, beautiful stories like this one. Mm-hmm. So that would be really great. And if you want to help us financially, uh, we would always, always appreciate that. Uh, we could use it. Yeah, you can head over to patreon.com slash sickboy and contribute there. A big thank you to everybody who has uh, supported us in the past. You've helped us do a lot of amazing things. And to everybody who will support us in the future, we thank you for your help because it goes a hell of a long way. And uh, as always, a big thank you to Donovan Milkshake Morgan Ooh. for the, Ooh, bring it to the smooth, yard. creamy uh, audio uh, audio engineering that he did on this episode. Uh, you guys weren't sure if I was going to pull that together, but I did. Uh, uh, just like Take Part um, pulled together this amazing song that we use for our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more of their music, you can check them out at takepartinthis.bandcamp.com. Can Donovan uh, put like in the background, like, doo-doo, doom doom What's that? Doom, doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. My milkshake bring all the boys yeah. to the yard, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, "It's okay. better than yours." And they're like, right. "Yeah." I, 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 I literally, I literally music. had I that in mind I before I said milkshake. Okay, um, uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. Carol. And this is Sick Boy. Bingo. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.